0: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show!
1: This is the Valiant Central Podcast, episode 128. I'm Martin, he's Paul, we're here for another show. But tonight, Paul... Barely. Tonight, we have no topic, Paul.
0: Yeah, we have no topic. We have well, we may have tons of, of listener questions, but you know, I wouldn't know that. I don't have access to the email.
1: I wouldn't know either. But, uh, I haven't even checked.
0: And uh, that's that exactly why I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So who knows what we're gonna talk about? I mean, there's not much news or anything. We talked about all the newest, even tidbits of news last time. Um, the, the one thing exciting today is that Rapture came out, which is the, uh, I guess the sort of the second return of shadow man, since he's been absent, we had him come back as magpie. This is kind of reintroducing him. He's magpie and Jack and shadow man. I mean, they're, they're really, I don't want to spoil anything, but one thing, the one thing that kind of did bother me a little bit is there's like. Oh yeah, he's mag magpie jack shadow man he's just a Loa and, and you know and he's sad and he's stressed out and I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I wasn't crazy about how they presented him in this first issue, but it's just the beginning.
1: I haven't even read it yet, dude.
0: Yeah, that's the, I don't want to say anything more about it, but uh yeah, I I think that they should have had a little I don't know. This issue felt like they didn't know what they are doing with him yet, but obviously mm-hmm. they do, because the whole story's written by now. So, I mean, this is just the beginning, but it was, uh, you know, for for this being like, oh, Shadow Man's back, it's not, like, it's not the return people are looking for yet. But I think that, you know, I mean, we know that Shadow Man proper is coming back, uh, so I think that, uh, you know, this is going to get us to that, mm. would be my assumption, so that's my two cents on that but i mean besides that there's not a whole lot of news i haven't read the third issue of exo that came out today yet which I'm, I'm guessing you have not either nope um but the the end of the first arc of uh of exo i'm actually very excited to read it i just uh like i shared with you before we kicked off the podcast damned exhausted today so i didn't do a whole lot of anything today except for take care of uh Get my vehicles past inspection, so I don't have to for another year. That's that's not very exciting to talk about, so I won't go into that more.
1: See, we we live in a fantastic uh, state. We don't have inspections.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably pretty fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it Nothing ever be. goes wrong with that.
1: <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, no, I know we had a question about. I, I'm, I'm just looking at it. Uh, about Rapture, actually. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. From our our good friend Dewan. You might know him from Uh, the Collecting Valiant podcast.
0: I do. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw this out there. Another member of the Collecting Valiant podcast, uh, James, James Carlson, uh, he sent me a copy of Eternal Warrior number four, VH1 Eternal Warrior number four, which is my favorite VH1 cover, period. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a good uh, collector should he bought every damn copy he could when he found them for cheap. So he, uh, he was kind enough to share one with me because I had had them, but that was one of the things when I was selling my collection to buy my house, I sold all the copies I had. Mm-hmm. And I, I regretted not, that's the only thing I regretted, not keeping one copy of, just because I, I really do love that cover. That's my favorite cover of the VH1 stuff.
1: Agreed. And when they redid it for VEI, it was not as good.
0: No, it was it was, so, it was pretty cool, though. I mean, it was yeah. good, but...
1: But not as good as the original.
0: Yeah, doing it again is never good. I mean, you can't recapture, you know... Yeah. Re- yeah. Remakes are never as, as uh, good, because it's not just the quality of the art or whatnot, it's just the, it being that for the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways, what's the one's question?
1: Martin and Paul, the bearded guy from the world-famous Collecting Valiant podcast, I assume... He means uh friend of the show, Justin Ehart. Because I don't think James has a beard. But anyways.
0: Well, he might, you know, like in a box somewhere or something.
1: Well, I mean, he is uh, hes a mystery man, that James.
0: Maybe he dresses up as Santa every year and he has a beard in he a th- box. He
1: does cosplay a Star-Lord. I don't know if you know this.
0: Maybe he dresses up as Dirty Santa and he also has a dick in a box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bearded guy thinks the new rapture storyline will follow along the same lines of the Valiant, possibly a, the Valiant 2.0 is my good friend onto something or was he just, uh, drinking away? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think our buddy one uh, may have been drinking away when he wrote this.
0: I, uh, well, first of all, I think we could just say definitively that yes. Uh, Justin probably was drinking, but I mean, that, that's safe to say whether he's right or wrong. You know, I mean, I, I don't think that, uh, uh, he's, oh God, what was that show? Oh man. Oh, uh, show. oh, yeah, I remember what it was. Almost there, almost there. Almost recovered the memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, okay. towards the end of the run of How I Met Your Mother, uh, Lily is pregnant and she goes to, I don't, I think they're at a wet, or yeah, it was when, uh, uh, Doogie Hauser and and then the girl that was in Avengers were going to get married. And mm-hmm. she's there, and she bribes one of the guys working at the hotel to make sure she always has a drink in her hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the characters she thinks she's drunk, so he keeps on taking her drink away, but another one just pops right into her hand every time. Mm. That's Justin. Mm. You can knock the drink out of his hand. Somebody will just pop one right back in it. That's, I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs>
1: oh man
0: but anyway so that's actually an interesting question and obviously just reading the first issue I don't know um you know we, we have to see more of what comes like the Valiant was presented going into it as being what it was you know what I mean like it's it the what the Valiant ended up being it wasn't a surprise to me it was like oh wow looking back this was that's what this was this was like the self-contained story but it was a good bridge from point A to point B it introduced all well it included all these characters in a way that introduces them to new readers but also isn't tedious to you know current readers but you know when you think about all those factors you have a red rapture one so you're useless right now um, <laughs> but that that does kind of make sense with with uh, with how rapture is presented we know that it's a bridge into from you know from ninjack into ninja k it's a bridge uh to get us from how shadow man appeared in Ninjack to whatever the hell we're going to get when he's back to his own title
1: sure
0: um it'd be nice if it was a bridge to getting something more regular from punk mambo um I would like to see something that focuses more on her rather than her just always being uh, an accessory in other stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know a lot of people really love her character. I'm a little, I'm still kind of indifferent about Punk Mambo. Sure. Like I like her. I mean, I like her fine, but I, I also don't love her character. I I don't think that there's really enough substance to it. I mean, we only had the Punk Mambo Zero issue, right? That was just focused on her.
1: I think that's the only but, reason you feel there's no substance. She just hasn't been developed in, in what we've seen of her.
0: Yeah, it's more like... Uh, well, I mean, look at her character. She's all punked out, right? Like, And in, in you look at just the design of her character, and all those things about just the design of her character are things that, that are surface things that people do to get attention Typically, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, the the crazy hair, the crazy clothes, piercings, tattoos, like any of that stuff. So if you if you take a character and make them up just of those characteristics, right, there's no substance there. That's all just that's all just design, you know. It's just like if uh you know, an you know, a uncool kid graduates high school and goes out and and gets a makeover and, and does all that stuff to themselves. They're still the same person, they just put all that shit on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Punk Mambo, I mean, there's been a little bit of developing substance there, but it's mostly just like, oh, look at this crazy punk chick, you know? Oh, yes. So people who dig that stuff dig the character because it's that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that there's substance there just hasn't really been unveiled enough to us. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so I, I I can see Rapture being looked at kind of in a similar way. Um, after reading the first issue, I don't really think it is what the Valiant was. Um, but you can see, you can see similarities, definitely, you know, in it being a, a bridge, but also a good self-contained thing.
1: I'm trying to think what exactly he means by it being like the Valiant. Um, cause I mean, the, the new shadowman series isn't coming out till when next March, right? Yeah. So even after this event ends, it's still going to be another seven months. Before Shadowman comes out, and see the thing about the Valiant is it was right before what was it? Was that Valiant next?
0: Mm, I don't remember what they called remember, it, but, but it was it was, it was right was... before Bloodshot Reborn. Yeah, they launched.
1: they launched Bloodshot Reborn, and they launched Ninjak with it.
0: Did they launch Ninjak with it? Yeah, I guess that started. It yeah. started just after Bloodshot Reborn. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you make a good point there. The Valiant was kind of a segue from. Well, you know, and and just timing wise, you could say the same thing about Rapture, where the Valiant was a segue between this phase of Valiant and that phase of Valiant, and it really was. Well Rapture's right at that that juncture too. I just don't think it's as critical to the transition as the Valiant was. Yeah, but I mean we're we're going from this transition from you know, I mean, down to six titles a month now, books like Faith and and uh Generation Zero and um, A A and A, like all those books that were uh, kind of a different tone. Mm -hmm. And now we're transitioning into like throughout the summer raptures, the first thing that kicks it off, we're transitioning into getting, you know, the Ninja K and secret weapons. And we got well XO even actually kind of was a little before it. And I think XO is in that same vein of getting back to this, you know, we've talked about this before, getting back to this kind of meaty core of what Valiant fans really dig about Valiant, you know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of there. I mean, this is kind of of a transition point. I just don't think it has the any of the same kind of emphasis or build up. Um, I mean, obviously, there's been build up to Rapture, but I mean, the Valiant was really set up as being a, a special point, you know, it's a special story, a special turning point for stuff. And the shift from everything that came before into Bloodshot Reborn was a really big shift. And you know those first couple arcs of Bloodshot Reborn that was you know pretty huge character building stuff. Mm-hmm. After that, it got a little you know kind of just telling fun stories. But I you know the the first couple arcs of Bloodshot Reborn I think were yeah you know, th- that may have been the best book of the year at that time.
1: Yes. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It, it, almost, I think it's the it, thing. It's you can argue it either though. way. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it's too off of a one issue. You can't really tell.
0: Yeah, uh, I think yeah. the best you could do is say, well, the, the it, he needs to explain what he means by that because if he means like an el, you know, what element of the Valiant is he talking about? You know, is he mm-hmm. talking about it being a transition into a different book or yeah? You know, you can pick out different things and say, yeah, this is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but. I don't think this is a, the Valiant 2.0. Um, plus, usually when you make a the something 2.0, it's terribly shitty anyways. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The Valiant felt like it was going to mean something for the universe from issue one. Mm. And again, I haven't read this yet, but just from the, the images that I've seen and the, the stuff that I've read about it, um, it doesn't seem to be that. And again, with, with Shadow Man not being around for seven months after this, I think that's kind of a, a missed opportunity, to be honest. Um And yeah, Ninja K is coming out, but, I mean, Ninja already had a book. So if you read Ninja, yeah. you're probably going to read Ninja K anyway. You know, it just seems like kind of a, a missed opportunity. And, and really, if they're diving deep into the... uh the dead side stuff and what was the other, the live side, I guess they're going to premiere in this uh, and some other stuff again, missed opportunity. Cause there's, there's nothing tying into that part of the world right now. You know, there's no Dr. Mirage. There's no punk Mamba book. There's no shadow man book. Um, there's nothing. So, you know, I, I've said before that I like the the going back to basics and this is one of those going back to basics thing. But at the same time, You know, when you miss the opportunity to make it tie into some great properties that you already have, um, I don't know. I'm not sure it makes sense at this point.
0: Well, and and I think that's where it gets back to what I was saying. If we don't know what they're trying to do with this, we knew what they were trying to do with the Valiant before it started. They were setting up transitioning into Bloodshot Reborn. We didn't know all of what was going to happen or anything, but... I mean, we knew where the transition was going mm-hmm. um, that's where with this I don't think we could say the same kind of things. I think that the the there are a couple of things that if they do this the best way they can do it, they can set up things really well. number one is if they really set up Shadow Man to be the character that we want him to be in whatever way shape or form that is like i don't i don't even want to say that we like i don't know exactly what we want shadow man to be Mm -hmm. and i think that if you ask people what they want shadow man to be uh they if if they're very specific they're uh they're trying to make it something it was before like you know vh1 shadow man or something like that um but I think that there are certain characteristics that we, we want to see in Shadow Man. Um, you know, like maybe him being a little more of a badass and less of a pussy would be nice, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's one thing they could do really well with this is transition from Magpie to really setting Shadow Man up to come back as the kind of badass we want him to be. Um, and depending on how they they end the story, the gap of time could make perfect sense. Sure, you know, I mean, who, who knows if, if I don't know if if the story ends with him uh, being hurled into you know the depths of the dead side with Master Dark to fight it out in you know in some hellscape, and they disappear for a while, and then his uh, you know his story starts up, and it's him returning from that, but then kind of being able to go back and again you know, show what happened I mean there's so many things they could do like I, I have no idea what kind of story they're going to get out of it but they could do something like that that would be awesome and they would need to have a gap of time in between mm-hmm. if they're going to say all this crazy shit happened between this point and this point now let's well let's start from this point and go tell the story going forward but also kind of look back at, at what happened in that gap you know and do, do we know who's writing shadow man have they announced that yet no, or that's still so big
1: right? yeah they haven't announced it
0: well, say theoretically it was Kent, which I have no idea who it is. Um, but if it was Kent, it's like look at what he did with Ninjek—that's exactly what he did. He had a forward, a story running forward, and a story running backward, basically that met up at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the the current story and the backstory, and they they meshed up at some point. So I mean, that makes sense if they did something like that. But who knows what they're gonna do? Sure. The other thing is if they set up uh, Tama and or the geomancers. And or you know tie it into the Eternal Warrior too if they set up something really well with that since she's in this uh, and they obviously they have nothing announced coming after this but they could still set up you know something really good for the future in in those regards too mm-hmm. we know Ninja K is coming it doesn't need setup I mean I don't know exactly what they're going to do in the Ninja K book but it doesn't need setup so this I mean if they accomplish something to that end with this that'd, that'd be fine that that's kind of like the uh, Okay, this is what I expected. Level. You know, or it's like, yeah, you know, okay, I read the story for the story. It didn't do anything to blow me away with the ending, but it was what I expected, you know? Mm hmm. You go back to last week. That would be the orange chicken level of story if uh, (laughs) if we accomplished that. Uh, But I mean, I think that they could end this with some amazing setup and leading into some amazing things and, um, it really, I, I don't, I don't see how they've indicated that's what they're doing with Rapture, though. That is supposed to be like, you know, knock our socks off in the long run. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they expect to knock our socks off as quality and whatever, but, um, you know, what I mean, they, they're not expect it's not going to be earth shattering stuff.
1: Sure, sure. I guess. I guess. I just. Uh i I want to expect a lot, but at the same time I kind of don't i don't I don't know what it is paul I'll be frank and
0: i i I kind of agree with you there I don't think we're going into this with high expectations, so I think it has the potential to actually really surprise us if we go into it with high expectations, all it can do is maybe meet them or fail them you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: kinda of like we we talked about the thing with renegade number five it's like the, the way that they've kind of previewed that sets us up with high expectations. So now it's got to achieve it, or otherwise we're going to be disappointed in it. So, you know. We'll see what happens with Rapture. I read the first issue, I enjoyed it. Um, and that's that. I guess. You haven't even read it yet. So, yeah, not no, much I, more I to I talk about, really.
1: really. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just. I was really excited at first, Paul. I'm not going to lie. But now that it's out, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'm as excited as I thought I was gonna be about it.
0: Well, you haven't read it yet, so. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think you could really say it hasn't met your expectations when you haven't read it. So.
1: No, no. Well, I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that
0: at all. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah
0: gotta stop listening to that VCR, it's just polluting you, Martin, making <laughs> you all bitter. So this is the thing that I think is funny. After my conversation last week, in which I was trying to make the point, which I think I made, and people are just being assholes, but, uh, that you can't expect something to be other than what it is, and then complain about it. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you know what it is, it is what it is. So you either get it because you know you, you want what it is, or you don't, because sure. you don't want what it is. Sure. Well, so if if I say I like stuff too much, then I get people telling me that I just like everything and I'm not discerning. And uh, if I say I don't like anything, then I get people saying that I just don't like anything and I just bash stuff. So <laughs> I, I just I, you know that it, uh, I just want to you know make it clear here that uh, uh fuck all of you so. Um, I like what I like and it has nothing to do with what anybody else likes. So if I like something that you dislike or if I dislike something that you like, it's because it's how I feel and it's my opinion and I will state my opinion (laughs) and I will like what I like and I will read what the fuck I want to read. So, uh, if anybody wants to tell me that I should or shouldn't like something, uh, If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. And if you don't agree with me, I mean, you can tell me what you think about it. But sure, as fuck don't tell me that I'm wrong to feel the way I feel about something.
1: Mm. Get him, Paul.
0: That's right. (laughs) Bunch of bitches. Read your books and like what you like. And leave me the fuck alone.
1: There you go. Uh, The solicits came out for August. And there's no surprises. Um, we weren't expecting any, were we? I don't think so. Well, I mean, War Mother was officially announced, so, you know, I guess that, that was the only surprise in the solicits. Um, there's only six books again, which I guess that's fine. Um, that's when, when Renegade comes back, you've got the Divinity Zero issue, uh, Secret Weapons is almost ending at this point, Faith and Future Force will be out by then, um, End of the second arc of Exo. Last issue of Rapture. That's about it. Only one trade solicited. Uh, Faith Volume 4, which is the, the arc that just ended for Faith, the last arc. Um, but I had a thought about these solicits. And I, I, don't, I don't normally read them. So even though I put them at the database, and they are available there, uh, valiantdatabase.com, um, I, I kind of quit reading the solicits, Paul. Because, you know you know what I've noticed? It, it's always been a little bad, um, and I know people have avoided solicits because of this. Um, when they start announcing stuff in the solicit itself, um, and I'm, I, I, like I said, I haven't read these, but in the past couple months, they've been a little bit better. But do you remember, it was last year, right? Yeah, uh, when they solicited ninjack, that ninjack arc with Dark. And it pretty much said in the solicit, like, Master Dark Returns. But in the issue that just came out, you're like, who's the mysterious stranger? And then you read the solicit and bam, like, you know (laughs) who it is, you know, like months ahead of time. Um, They've gotten better with that. But I've noticed, like, a trend industry-wide over the last couple of months. Um, And maybe it's because it's summer's coming up. And usually that's when companies will do their big events. And so they want to generate extra excitement. Um, And this is the reason why I have an issue with some of the comic book centric websites. Uh, And I'm not going to name them because they they ride the hype train, right? Um, And so now is when you start seeing all these like, you're not going to believe what spoiler alert did, you know? Um, things like that. And I've realized one thing, Paul, even though I, I, I'm, I'm doing this database thing. I just, uh, I just don't care to bother with solicits anymore. Um, and really with, with a lot of the, the hype train in general. And, and I know that some of the newer Valiant readers get super excited for things. Um, You know, maybe you can call me a a jaded old man, right? Maybe I've been talking to Chris Anderson too much. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe I should move to Canada. I can be Martin from Calgary. But, uh, I'm just, it, it just, it doesn't excite me as much anymore, you know? I was thinking about when I first started reading comics 25 years ago or so. Probably longer than that by now. Um... there was no internet and so it was like when you picked up the book that was the first time you knew anything about it right like you hadn't seen the cover yet maybe you knew who was working on it but you didn't always know who was working on it um you know some people did long runs on books back then but not not that's not that many um and there's just like a general excitement and i just kind of want to get back to that with my comics you know, I, I quit watching trailers and things for most things ahead of time. Um, if I watch a trailer, I'll watch like maybe one, uh, just to be in the conversation with our friends, for example. Um, but after that, like I'm not gonna watch like here's a character spotlight, here's the teaser for the next trailer, like here's the next 15 trailers. Like by that point, you've seen the movie, you know. Uh, and the same with, with the comics. Um, I'm just kind of I'm I'm kind of done with all that. I've pretty much unfollowed all all the comic media sites from Twitter so they don't show up on my news feed that much anymore. Um I'm a little bit happier about it, Paul, I will say.
0: Yeah, I, I I got a few thoughts with that. Um first of all, uh there are seven titles coming out in August, so you're wrong. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. um I can't yeah, so I mean, it's still we were kind of used to nine for so long that it it being it even tells you right on the page there, Martin. You made this wonderful database. It says breakdown of releases by category. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah. titles, two hundred and eighty variant covers. You know, just like expected. No, well, I'm sorry, so, twenty. Variant well, the
1: covers. thing. So the thing is, faith is the first one listed because it's listed up um, by release date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, seven minus faith. But then I remember as I was talking. That I don't list trades in that breakdown by category section. It, it, it's trades, is, it, trades sure. is separate from titles. Anyways, yeah, continue.
0: Anyways, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple factors as far as, um, you know, the excitement part. And then, you know, first I'll talk about the l- looking at previews and solic- solicitations and stuff. I've, you know, I've said before and plenty of times that I don't like solicitate looking at solicitations um back when valiant did it which they're not really doing it anymore not as much or consistently but you know they used to always have that like preview of a story like the you know like they'd have a chunk of a story in the back of every book mm-hmm. which is a really good way to get people to read a little bit of something that then they might pick up and get I, I think that they're approaching that differently now because they don't need to do it the same way anymore. Because mm-hmm. most of their fans probably get everything uh, because there aren't that many different titles coming out. So the you know the big Valiant fans don't need to be sold on the different stuff like it they did when they were a newer company that was coming back out. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, when I first started reading Valiant, I started with a couple of things and I slowly grew from there, and it took time. Um, yeah. But I I never read those back then because I didn't want to read a small section of a comic. I mean, already reading a comic book, you're reading a small section of a story. So I didn't want to read a small section of a small section of a story. You know, I mean, I've you know, we've talked about this here, and I've talked about with other people, but like reading stuff in trade is often the best way because you you have to be so. Tied into the the book that you're reading, that you remember it well from month to month, or the type of person likes to go back and reread stuff as you go too. Mm-hmm. You know, some people I know like uh, and the, you say say it's a four issue arc. They'll read the first issue, then right before the second issue comes back, they'll reread the first issue, and then the second issue, and then the third issue comes back, and they reread the second issue, and then they read the third issue. So they're, you know, rereading it as they go too, and kind of building it up. Um, yeah, I, I just—I've never—I li- don't want a small piece of something to be spoiled. I don't like the solicitations because, just like you said with the Ninjak Master Dark thing, I don't want to get spoiled on anything. And uh, it, when you're—I don't know how to say this without so sounding like a dick—but when you're like when you're smart enough. You catch all the subtleties. So they could be subtly hinting at something, but it'll give something away if your brain is always working on putting those pieces together naturally. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, they're, the way their brains work and see smart enough is the right way. It's just how your mind works. That's, that's the right way to say it. Some people, the way their mind works is they're constantly putting together these pieces that don't seem connected or maybe aren't, you know, the, the connection is not as obvious. Some people, their brains just don't work like that. They're not always putting together these connections that aren't obvious. Um, and then some people just, you know, don't pay any attention to to details like that. And so they don't get it. But, you know, when, when you kept, when you pick up on subtleties, it, like most solicitations are going to fuck stuff up for you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend all this money on comic books to have everything fucked up for me and to ruin all the surprises. Yeah, And that's, just like you said, the internet's fucking terrible. I mean, it's great in so many ways, but the internet's terrible. terrible. It terrible. makes it so easy to ruin everything. Look at how many people read these goddamn comics before they come out. Oh, I know. You know? It's I know. ridiculous. Like, you and I have done a podcast for over two years. I just started getting the previews from Valiant. Mm-hmm. And that's all I get. I don't get any other previews. Yeah. But, you know, with with all of these review sites, um, so many people get access to comic books before they come out. So everybody knows what happened. I mean, it's almost like you have to not want to get them to <laughs> not get them, you know? Yeah. Um, which isn't exactly true. Uh, It seems more like that for you and I because just the circles we run in have more people who do stuff like they write reviews for different comic sites. I remember when I started doing it, I thought it was awesome. Like You were writing reviews for whatever the hell, um, and so you would kick some preview copies to me sometimes. I thought it was pretty cool because I was able to read something early, but uh, now it's like I I don't really want to read stuff early most of the time anyways, but... I don't know. It's all ridiculous. It's just – the internet, it gives too much exposure to everything.
1: I agree. And, I mean, for a while, um, I I was doing reviews for websites. I was working at uh, Comic Crusaders. I was doing uh, stuff at All Comic uh, and a couple other places. But but then I realized, like – I I mean, I love writing. Don't get me wrong. But it just wasn't as fun to me writing a review – as just talking to my friends about it um that's why we don't do reviews on this podcast right and there's plenty of other valiant podcasts that do reviews and they do a good job um and so the niche is already filled anyway i'm I'm not even worried about it but i would never want to do reviews on on a valiant book um now you know like on the aftershock podcast we do do reviews but that's a little bit different um you know, it, it's a it's a newer company, so really it's more of a promotion thing uh, for us. And plus it's just, you know, three friends hanging out. And I, I guess that's kind of how all the podcasts are, to be honest with you.
0: Well, yeah, and to be blunt with the Aftershock one, there's not as many. Ha- I mean, Aftershock doesn't have the, the number of podcasts already doing stuff. So, I mean, I have no idea if there are any other Aftershock podcasts. You may know that. Um, Paul, there can be but... only
1: one. We're like the Highlander. We're the Whatever, Highlander buddy.
0: of podcasts. The you're like when we started this podcast, uh the Valiant Podcast did reviews. hmm So mm-hmm. why why would you know we why would we do reviews? You can always already get reviews somewhere. And since that time, there are now seventy thousand Valiant Podcasts that do reviews and only one of us. So Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, with After talk
0: podcast, yes, it makes sense that you guys do reviews if there's nobody else doing it. You know, there,
1: there's even I don't know if you. Well, I think I think Josh shared it because I think he might be the one that found it. There's one where they do trade reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it's Josh's concept. hmm Yeah. Shout out to Josh, even though he's uh, not around much anymore. Too busy running his business. Yeah, can't blame
0: him. But anyway, so to go back to what we were talking about. The, the Internet just makes it too easy to ruin everything. So it's well, you know, that's it's... why even in the, the groups and stuff, like when somebody posts an image from a book that just came out, it's like, OK, well, you didn't like literally tell me the end of the story, but screw you. Don't do that. And the funniest thing, too, is the people who have done it have been, like, people who I highly regard. Sure, I'm like, what the hell? Like, yes, I knew that there was going to be a fight. I didn't want to see the fight before I read the goddamn book. Mm-hmm. You know? Just, people shouldn't do that. And you can't be subtle and be like, oh, yes, when, when so-and-so vaguely did something to this other person. No. Anybody who's not an idiot knows... Like can put the pieces together of what where the story's going. So, sure. uh, d- if you're like you, you can't like oh I was subtle I wasn't spoiling stuff. No, you're spoiling stuff because you're an asshole. So like <laughs> talk about it in a private conversation. Don't go to the the public forum and uh, and say what happened in the book that literally just came out.
1: Yes, that's why I've never been. But as far I, as in, I've never been a fan of spoiler threads either, for that reason.
0: Yeah. And you know, they they have their place. Some people like to have those, so they can talk about stuff right away. That that's fine. Like actually, like in the in the big group, they do a spoiler thread for every book now. I never look at the thread because I don't want to look at the thread. But sure. um, if people want that, then it's awesome that it's there. Because I mean, why have a, a Valiant fan page if like you can't be a Valiant fan on the damn page? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good that they're doing that, but it's it's not where I want to be. Um, but as far as just being able to enjoy the books or, you know, like we're talking about movies too, anything you want to enjoy when you start to add, uh, add rules to it or when you start to make it like, Oh, I have to, uh, you know, I, I have to read this right away and I have to do this. I have to do You know, it stops being enjoyable and it starts to be a task, mm-hmm. um, so when you have to know all the you know the info that's out there as soon as it's out there and it ends up spoiling the stories you read because you can find out enough information beforehand and you, know, you do all that stuff why you know why are you reading comic books you know like stop and like narrow it down and think about why why am i reading comic books am i reading comic books so i can be the first one to know things about those comic books so i can impress people with being the first one to know for some people that might actually be true and whatever, if that's what they enjoy, go for it, you know? Uh, but most people don't actually enjoy that. So, I mean, it it always pays to stop and really think about why am I doing what I'm doing and do I need to change it? Um, I was talking to, uh, to one of our friends about comics and stuff in general and, and what we collect. And they're a much bigger collector than I am just across the board anyways. But, uh, I was asking them, because I, you know, we may, we make a lot of friends through Valiant, so we know they read Valiant, but you don't necessarily know what else they're really into, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, you know I'm big into Ninja Turtles, uh, Adam Alamo's big into uh, Faith, or not Faith, sorry, I'm looking at an image <laughs> of
2: Adam. Archie. He's
0: uh, really into Archie, yeah. Um, you know, so everybody some people valiant is their big thing but a lot of valiant fans like they're very very into valiant but there's something else that they're also very into mm-hmm. so i was having a conversation with this person and i was asking them how many books they get a month and uh they told me that they had cut down from a very high number of books to uh they didn't give me an exact number but i kind of surmised about 30 books a month yeah that's um cool. Which, like, for me, 30 books a month would be an absurdly high number. <laughs> uh, but for them, like, that was the reasonable number. So th- they did they did what I was just saying. They looked at, you know, why am I getting all these books? Am I enjoying reading all of these books? It, like, how much – if you get 100 comic books a month, even if you don't get variants, you're spending $400 with if you don't get a discount. Which, right. if you're buying that many, you better be – Doing something to get a discount.
1: Well, I mean if you're doing D um, it S that'd be
0: two hundred bucks. Yeah. It'd be probably like two seventy five or something like that, because sure. you get a good a good amount of fifty percent off books, but some would be like thirty five percent off. Right. But you get a good discount nonetheless. Um, but whatever. So if you get hundred comic books a month, you're spending just to keep the numbers right, you're spending four hundred dollars a month on comic books. How many of those are you enjoying? I mean if you're if you're getting a hundred, I guarantee you, unless you're a special person like Mike Myers who legitimately enjoys every drop of of comics that you imbibe, you're probably not enjoying half of those books and you're wasting two hundred dollars a <laughs> month. Two thousand four hundred dollars a year. Now, not only can that money be useful, but even if you just say, well, this is my entertainment budget and this is what I can what I can afford. So I, you know, whatever. How much fun could you have with that money aside from from wasting it on comic books you don't even like, you know, Um, and like that sounds excessive. But like there's literally plenty of people we know who do that shit, who spend so much money on comic books and they don't like a ton of them. Mm hmm. So I mean, everybody at at all points should, uh, you know, if if you're not just feeling pure enjoyment about your hobby, look at it. Like, what what is causing you to not feel enjoyment? And then purge that. You know, and I don't know. With most stuff, like uh, I mean, if like if you collect Valiant and you get every variant cover uh that's a bigger decision to decide i'm i'm going to stop doing that because if you stop to try it out and then want to go back it can be a little bit hard to to fill all the pieces you missed if you you know drop it for a minute but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you're getting so many books and you're like i don't know if i'm really enjoying reading uh these avengers titles i'm getting Every Avengers titles, there's like, I have no idea how many actually are out right now, but there's six Avengers titles out. (laughs) I don't know if I'm enjoying them. I'm going to drop all six of them. Well, you're saving $24 a month. Well, after three months, you say, I really miss the core Avengers book, but I don't miss the other ones. Now I have to go back and get these titles I missed. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be hard to do. You easily pick those up. You fill the gap, but you dropped five other books you're saving all that money so i know people really need to look at like what are what makes them enjoy the hobby or not and like don't forget that and like focus on what's going to make you enjoy the hobby so you know like we're just saying for us it's don't read solicitations uh you know we we only read the previews if there's a reason that we we specifically want to um like i know for me now I'm going to switch to getting trades. So I'll read the previews to keep up with the stories. But part of the reason I want to get trades is that when the trades come out, I'll actually, I'll get the trade right when it comes out and I'll sit down and read it. Cause I'm the type of person that I build up books and build up books and build up books. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I can't just get them all and oh, I'll, I'll read them later. Like I, I got to read them right now. Otherwise I might as well not get them, you know?
1: Nope. I agree. I agree. I just wish, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to sound pretentious when I say this, but it's almost like any asshole can have a website, and email, a marketing person, and be like, "Hey, send me your books," mm-hmm. you know. And the only reason they they want to get those books or maybe run that site is to get free comics. And if that's the case, and you know, more power to you. Yeah, um, honestly, if
0: you're doing that, you're doing enough work to deserve those free comics. <laughs> uh, like unless you just are somebody who just shits out writing all the time. Like for me, I did not enjoy writing reviews. Mm. I did briefly. It got old really quick. Yeah. Um. I mean, I was also doing it for the the old school stuff when I was doing it, and it did. It, I did it for quite a while, and after a while, I mean, part of it was the subject matter got more and more tedious the sure. more I read. But, sure. um, yeah, not my thing. Not my thing at all. So you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to to do if you don't like it, but. Another thing is, like, if I write something, I want it to be good, even if it's just reviewing a mediocre 90s comic book. And you look at some of those review sites, you know what? They're, they're not good. Like, so many people just put out stuff that isn't well-written, isn't thoughtful, isn't anything. They're just shitting it out as quick as they read it, because that's what they're doing to read these comics for free ahead of time. Yep. Um, I made that point before where, you know, Valiant will often tout that they have the highest highest-reviewed, uh, uh, highest-reviewed comics you know for different titles and you know there are the websites or whatever that compile all the review scores from different sites and it'll show that you know, they have an average rating of this um which is still a good thing to look at i guess you know i mean if i don't know if 20 shitty websites say your book is a you know five-star book is still 20 different websites saying that nobody tinked the score Mm -hmm. so it's useful but the fact i mean the fact of the matter when i look at that is these are all these websites where there's no real credibility with the people giving the reviews it's just somebody's opinion um and what are the factors in who's doing the reviews and why and I mean, when you look at a bad review of a Valiant book, it's probably somebody who doesn't read Valiant and doesn't care, and so they shit all over it because it's not what they do like, you know? Sure. I don't know. I, I have a lot of issues with... Uh... I've said this before, but like if you look at reviews of, of a story or a comic book or a movie or anything like that, don't look at whether they say it's good or bad. Look at what they say about it, and then use that with your impulse on it to see if you think it's worth checking out or not, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, so I'm going to give you an example since, since we're on this topic. Um, I'm on comic book roundup right now, which they round up all the reviews across the web of different comic books. I'm looking at rapture. Number one with an 8.9 rating. Are you ready for these reviewers? Okay. Okay. Jesse is Desky. Big Valiant fan. Probably number one Valiant fan. Justin, don't get mad. Um, 10 out of 10. Matt Mueller for comicbook.com. He's a big Valiant fan too. 10 out of 10. Uh, Comics The Gathering by The Great Magnet. Um, I can't remember his his real name, but he's also a big Valiant fan. 10 out of 10. Uh, AIPT, David Brooke. 9 out of 10. Uh, He's a big Valiant fan. He had a Valiant podcast for a little while. Uh, Josh Rathburn at Rock Geekery from um, the Get Valiant podcast, 9 out of 10. And then a couple other ones that are not Valiant fans. And those are actually the three lowest scores, 8.2, 8.0, and 7.0. So, I mean, I, I get the the high rating thing, but at the same time, if, if those high ratings are done by people who are big Valiant fans, then maybe the the rating system is a little skewed. Uh and I am not I'm not saying anything against these people by the way. So, you know, I know some of these guys listen to the podcast. Uh don't get me wrong. Keep continue doing the reviews. Because the thing is, uh, most people will look at a review and be like, "Oh, how wow, this this it's 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, whatever it is, four stars, five stars." Like, I got to pick this up. But for me, that doesn't do anything for me because A lot of reviewers are very skewed, you know. Um, It's like uh, I I hate to bring politics to this podcast, Paul, but uh, you know, like Trump Trump's uh, advisors giving him purposely giving him fake news. Okay, now the man thinks that these new that the news is real. Okay, of course he does. They give him the fucking news, so whatever news they give him, he's gonna think is real. Now, if these assholes are giving him fake news on purpose, well, that's a different story. Okay, but he's informed with the news that he has. And that's going to be true for a lot of people. It's like all the DC movies, they always get shit on. Everybody shits on them. Okay? But when a Marvel movie comes out, oh, it's the best thing ever. Is that necessarily the case? Well, no. yes. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, always the case no always it, it, it's not uh Mar- marvel's done plenty of bad movies the the only exceptions would be civil war um uh, maybe
0: guardians 2 i don't know marvel hasn't done any bad movies i defy you to name seven bad Marvel movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there were three hulk movies so you can include those automatically i don't think
0: hulk's part of marvel i think he's part of dc <laughs> he seems more like a dc character
1: is that because the movie's bad so it's a dc movie
0: <laughs> pretty much yeah i oh. know uh, yeah i mean there have been i think they've mostly been made by fox too yeah, yeah. um but but i get it right yeah, like, they...
1: If you, if you want to get into something you're gonna see what other people's opinions of that thing are and that's totally fair but at the same time you need to be aware of the type of information that you're getting right i'm just saying yeah Exactly, I mean that's that's just what I was It's like going to read uh, The New York Times to get real news Instead of going to Breitbart to get some bullshit news Or like the National Enquirer Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like it's still reporting But one is Actual reporting And the other is just a couple jerk-offs writing an article And again For those listening I'm not calling any of you reviewers jerk-offs Although there are some jerk-offs reviewing books Make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
0: There are jerk-offs in every realm of life. There are. Um <laughs> Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that recently with uh Brother Ali came out with a new album recently and I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um resonated with me a lot and I just I've been I was listening to it like crazy for quite a while. Um and I was trying to get some context to some of the songs on there, so I was kinda googling around to see what I could find. Pretty much all you could find at the the moment is just reviews, sure. so I was kind of looking at some of the reviews because they gave a little bit of context to some stuff. And uh, some of the reviews are like, you know, I mean, we were just saying with the comics, they're 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 too in love with it, so they're not really critical. They're just saying all the positives and building it up. And you read other reviews that you could tell they're like they don't have the same connection. And they'll be critical about some stuff that I look at that, at what they're saying, and I say, I don't think they understand what the artist is aiming for here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's like that with, with anything. And, I, you know, I think you just summed it up pretty well with, like, looking at, okay, who's writing these Valiant reviews? And, um, like, 7 out of 10 are people who are going to give it a high score because they love it. And the other three are giving it, possibly too low of a score because they're disconnected from it yeah so it's, it's kind of hard because you can't really it, it's hard to give a good critical score on uh something like a comic book because sure you're either a fan of it or you're not if you know i mean nobody is like a comic book reviewing professional that isn't going to have major biases
1: right right and i mean I, i've only been i've been thinking about this a lot lately because um, it's it's a very serious ongoing topic in, in the tech community right now, um, with, with fake news. Um, but I mean, it, it relates the same here. and the, the principles are the same. I'm not calling the, the reviews fake. Um, but you know, people will always gravitate towards, um, an outlet that shares their same point of view, right? Because people want to belong to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's why, I mean, all, everyone that we know that we talk to on a regular basis, we, we met through being Valiant fans because they were also Valiant fans, right? Uh, and that's just the way it is. and it, It's fine. That's just human nature. But, you know, at the same time, you need to be able to step back a little bit and uh, th- think a little bit for yourself, not just in comics, but in general. I think that's yeah. uh, that's that's the wrap-up point, Paul.
0: Yeah, I'm getting super spaced out. I'm very <laughs> tired. So I think it's a good time to call it a night.
1: See, look at that. We had no topic, and we still recorded for an hour. You know why? Because the Valiant Central podcast don't... don't play. This has yeah. been episode 128 of VCP. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you agree, disagree, let us know. Paul is at Who's Paul? I'm at Geekvine. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. Hello at NerdLegion.com is the email and of course Facebook.com slash groups slash valiant central. Uh, I guess that's it. We'll uh we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have a topic, probably not. Do we need one? Obviously not. Have a good night.
0: realized something look at the solicitations here uh august 2nd the only thing coming out is the faith trade paperback
1: yep weird right
0: yeah is that a, a five-week month
1: uh, second
0: ninth 16 20 yeah there's five weeks in yeah. that month so i guess i mean with only seven books it's not as big of a surprise but you think that they would still want like one book coming out each week
1: which it's weird because usually they skip the last week. Um, but I think they're trying to avoid doing that because EXO comes out the last week. Um, although it doesn't, it doesn't always work out though. Like for example, EXO came out today which technically would have been the last week but the month ends on a Wednesday and so next week there's no books. You see
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, see in August exo in august comes out on the 23rd is rapture 4 comes out on the 30th is the only value book coming out on the 30th mm-hmm. i wonder i mean part of the factor might be that they that's the the big wrap-up and they wanted to come out with less other stuff out but you'd think that no, that'd, that'd make more sense with the number one like you don't uh, you want a number one that's going to grab people's attention with less other stuff on the shelves
1: out of yeah, number four. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's there's two big launches the last week of, of July. Um, and it comes. It, it just happens to be pretty much the end of the month anyway. Um, obviously, Exo, because that's what comes out the last week. And then Faith in the Future Force number one is out that same day also. Because, um, you know, they're doing all the big launches or big books at the same same day as Exo. Um which I'm I'm very curious to see how that ends up working out for them, because it, you I don't know it seems like you want to space us out right not have your big hitters on the same day but
0: I don't know if this was your mistake or their mistake but the uh the it's theirs
1: I I saw it. okay yeah
0: okay yeah I'm like wait this doesn't make sense I'm confused
1: yep 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 I'm waiting for the the solicit email um. Because Newsorama gets the solicits and then everybody else gets them a day or two after um, mm-hmm. via email. But I don't give a shit, so I just copy Newsorama's solicits and just upload them to the database. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they always right. have mistakes. Anyways, later, buddy.
0: Later. Have a good night. Bye.